to me. Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, again, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Deadly honest with you, uh, a woman came up to us just now out of the blue, right before I was about to hit the record button, and started talking to us, and I was sh- I was certain that something was going to happen there that was going to prevent us from recording this podcast. She was going to spill <laughs> vodka on my computer, she was, was going to kick over the mic stand, something was going to happen. Um, no, no, she's just a fan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a Dave's I Know fan, she's just uh, She just didn't know the Dave's. Yeah, she did not. Yeah, well, she knew the days. She just didn't know the days. No, yeah, not in a biblical quite, sense. Quite, no. quite, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we're doing this. We're back. episode fifteen, the John. third fucking time. Yeah. It feels weird to say that we're back. You're like, hey, we're back, because we say we're back every week. We've been here. Yeah. We haven't been gone, and yeah. uh, I've been flattered by how many people have asked about it. Like, where's the podcast? Like, what? You, those aren't just bots listening, I guess. That's great. But uh, That's, the, yeah, the, it's super cool. Yeah, the truth is we've been recording and uh, technology and uh, well, to um, be, God to be fair, and other you, things. You did not record the, the first week, but the second week we, I we showed up with recorded. a mic in my face. You did. You you definitely showed up with a mic in your face. Yeah. And you should have actually just recorded your own like internal monologue. That's, Honestly. that's all this is anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we are back. It feels weird to even say that because we don't know if this is going to come out. I mean, we, we said that the last time. That didn't come out. We could be talking to nobody right now. We don't know what fate's going to hold for yeah. us, do we? But I swear to God, we're trying our best. Um, but uh, while we've been gone, we haven't been um, silent. Before we get into the good stuff and start talking about soccer, uh, we want to talk about our website and make shameless plugs for ourselves. Um, if you haven't noticed, uh, davesiknow.com has undergone a major facelift. Uh, visually, it's different. We've got a content carousel on the front page and stuff. I think visually a little bit cleaner, simpler to navigate. But even more importantly, we have a staff of writers now. Yeah. Um, if you're not reading our uh, uh, the shit that we put on our website, the fuck are you doing here? Honestly. Huge mistake. Honestly. Yeah, because the shit that's on the website is a lot better than the shit we put out in uh, audio form. Course, so so how would you characterize the stuff that's on the website now? Um, better? better there better. you have it yeah better no it's it, it's it's uh, it, it runs the gamut of like really just fucking hilarious stuff uh it's it's you know it's the the daves you know slant on uh soccer news uh we have some really awesome uh weekly columns um or bi-weekly columns sometimes uh we have drunk colin uh making trades we have uh david baker doing sims and, and delving into madness with his sims uh recordings we have uh some other stuff coming up in the future with uh, uh, Asian soccer. I'm gonna. I have been doing the European roundup. I'm gonna keep doing yep. that, but we're actually gonna be uh, doing it more of a roundup scenario where we'll actually we'll incorporate some trade rumors and shit like that. So yep. it's a it's a it's a pretty it's a, it's a wide gamut of, of things that are, are yep. going on there. So. It's not it's not about straight satire, which is kind of what I think it started as. Uh, just writing a satire article a day and making it decent became kind of unsustainable. We're we you know we're working young men, and this is a labor of love. But um, this stuff isn't straight satire, but it's a funny take on the stuff that we love. But it's a take on 
real stuff that's happening in the world of soccer. So uh, if you enjoy that, if you read 55, you're not going to go there and get in-depth analysis. It's not precisely what, what's Absolutely happening. Absolutely not, no. Do um, not go there for in-depth analysis, even on the European market, because I'm, I'm fucking making shit up probably most of the time. <laughs> there you go. So uh, we're really excited about it. New content every day. So head to davesiknow.com. Uh, and obviously follow us on Twitter and all that kind of stuff and uh, a unique take on, on the stuff we love. So, Okay, so we've said enough about the website and about ourselves and about how uh, huge our ego penises are. So let's talk about the soccer that actually happened. Take a look backwards at um, playing against the Galacticos. Uh, we'll start like we usually do. Zeller, what was your best moment of the game? Um, so you weren't at the game, but I was, and the crowd Leading up to that Ramirez, like, so the entire the entirety of Minnesota's first basically like 65 minutes, in spite of that uh, Gio DeSantos goal, um, the crowd was super into getting us like fucking goal, and you could tell, you could tell in like the sixth sixth minute that like we were like the, the everything had just swelled and we were willing a goal to happen. I love and it. So, that to me is like probably my best moment of the game. As someone who's standing in the dark cloud section, that is my lifeblood. I, I love that, and and getting that, uh, getting everybody in the, in the stadium participating in our chants and cheers was, you know, that was my best moment of the game. You know, there's there, I think it's really special to look around and watch on corner kicks everybody in the entire stadium waving. I mean, they don't have to do that. So many of them just show up to you know watch the game and have a decent yeah. sideline seat yeah. instead. They don't have to do that, but what they do, and that is just with, to think back to the days when you know 20 of us were doing that. Sometimes, like that's a, a kind of an amazing yeah, sight. It's cool to see on ESPN, no, it's, which it's is super, it's super fucking amazing. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I I did not get to be there, but I saw you guys on ESPN. Um, let me give you something a, a bit more tactical and way more dry. Here's my best moment of the game. It's and it's not going to be the goal, although that was magical. Um, Yella Van Dam was hurt on a tackle to Dunlady. Uh, Van Dam gave the tackle, but somehow also got hurt himself. He'll tell you it's because of the turf. We'll get to that later. Minnesota was really quick thinking in that moment, um, and they quickly got the ball to T.A. Sohn, who then sent a pass into the six, almost took advantage of that solution. Now, that's a really small thing, but I think having heads-up play like that, seeing an opportunity, seeing he was going to limp for a, a minute there, is the thing that gets you a point here, a point there throughout the season, can make the difference between contending and not contending. So it's just the kind of meta-thinking, heads-up play, that I think is indicative of uh, what was generally a really strong game from United. I, th I thought they had their uh, ass-kicking boots on. Yeah. So, um, let's talk about the way more fun stuff. What was your worst moment of the game? Um, I don't know. It was it was the turf. That was the worst moment? moment the moment yeah. that yeah. the 90 minutes uh, of moments? Yeah. Uh, Bashio Husidic, uh broke his leg in the eighth minute so this is a sincere question Six minutes, Be yeah. this, because I, I didn't see the replays closely and I, I have not played soccer before tell me how one is more likely to break their leg in that instance because of the turf sincere question I'm not trying to be an asshole no I mean, it's, maybe. It's, it's because so if you if you ever actually if you have you actually ever run on turf versus grass with 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 cleats and like had hard stops at all. Have you ever Again, done that? Again, no, that's my point. Okay. No, never. So the turf at U.S. Uh, or at, not, not U.S. Mainfield, at TCF uh, is not terrible, but it's turf. And so um, 
starting and stopping on those fields is a lot harder than it is on a natural grass field. Well, how does that lead to a broken leg, though? Well, I can see how it would lead to some sore knees and toes. You, but you plant and you're... And you keep going. And, and you're, yeah, you keep going and your knee goes over your leg and then you break your okay. fucking leg. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, so I totally g- understand why LAFC w- or uh, not LAFC. <laughs> so many mad Galactico uh, fans right now. <laughs> L- uh, yeah, how many LAFC uh, two? Yeah, how many how many Galacticos? <laughs> listen, so listen, many. Listen to this fucking podcast. I understand why why they're upset and why he's upset and why Kurt Unfollow is upset. Kurt Unfollow should be upset for other reasons because he's probably gonna lose his job in like two weeks. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. The turf. It's not great. It's yeah. not great. I don't think it. I mean, Van Dam saying it's the worst uh, playing surface in the in MLS. That's probably a little bit harsh. Right. I would argue because it's a new. It's it's a relatively new surface. These fuckers play on at Foxborough, and Foxborough is yeah, does not give two shits about that. Soccer. Wins the award, yeah. So well, and um, we know this is a temporary place. I mean, yeah. we know we're gonna do better. So even though it stinks, I don't so think yeah. anybody's happy so it, about it. And it it, it, it it's like oh yeah I can I can like shit on this on this place I'm only gonna be here once a year, yeah. so cool I can shit on this place but yeah fuck you uh, Van Damme. <laughs> uh, still mad. but yeah so like the, the, he's got a point but fuck the him. turf is kind of the shit and that was like right. my worst fucking moment like, okay worst, you know, all right whatever we talked turf so uh you know my worst moment not related to the turf I tried really hard to think about it and say not Christian Ramirez's own goal. I, I, I looked at the, the highlights and lowlights and looked back at my notes on it, but, but here's my thought. We dominated this game. Statistically, we owned it. Shots, possession, all of that. In the end, we got outdone basically by this, an awesome Dos Santos goal. Now, I didn't have an erection leaping through my pants like Taylor Twelman did, but it was a great goal by Dos Santos. Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, our inability to find the net on all the opportunities we had, which, although a little bit frustrating, is also unsustainable when you think about our expected goals and how many chances we had. You're not going to do that poorly. You're, gonna, you're not going to have one goal each time. Nine times out of ten, you're going to have two at least. Uh, and then the Ramirez brain fart. I mean, those were the three things that really you know, caused us to not win this game. So yeah. I have to put it on the Ramirez brain fart. Uh, some people said, well, it kind of bounced off his knee. He, I, I heard the word handcuffed thrown a lot. It was a mistake. Don't try and make it anything but a mistake by Ramirez. And nobody felt worse about it than him. But that that was my moment. That sucked. Uh, that's 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 fair, man. So that's deflating. Fair. That's fair. Uh, your most what the fuck moment of the game. So my most most what the fuck moment was the uh, hand side offside or handball offside referee debacle that happened. Yep. Um, which was clearly a handball, but was not a handball apparently according to the referees the field is a very very and large place for one person also to look. was there was a debated offsides which was i don't even know if they were offsides or not but there's a handball but the the, the most what the fuck moment of this of this game was the fact that the referee ran to his assistant referee and everybody came charging in to him like Galaxy players, Mr. United players, and he he walked ten steps out, fucking put down the uh, the shaving cream line, and they stayed behind that line for the entirety of his conversation <laughs> with the, the assistant referee. 
that It's like a kindergarten teacher turning the lights like, on and off. What? Why? why does that does, work? Why does that? Why does that power line like make any sense to well, anybody? But yeah, that was that's my most what the fuck moment of the game. Like, <laughs> how the fuck is this happening? And it worked. It did. So, yeah. so well, let me let me try to shine what I think is some light on that. So, and this will this will dovetail with our conversation about the master officials, which we usually follow with. Five, he gave five yellows in this card. Uh, they were all for extracurriculars. There was one for time wasting, one for descent, uh, two for unsporting behavior, None Minnesota, stuff like by that. The way. Lucky us, but the point is, he was of a mind to deal um, yellow cards for meta stuff. And that said, maybe people are aware of that. They're looking at that shaving cream line thing. I don't need to get a yellow just to make my case here. Maybe, maybe that was the thought. The flip side of that is, when you're giving out five yellows for um, extracurricular stuff, that means you may have already lost. Well, the game. At that point, he's only given like he, I think he'd only given one yellow card. He had not given. Most well, of the yellow cards came after that. Point, you're you're right, but I don't know the conversations that are having down on the pitch and stuff like that. If he's sending the message to people, don't give me dissent, don't give me bullshit because I'm here to play if you're a referee. Uh, I don't know what those conversations sound like, but if they got the gist that he meant it when he put that line down, maybe it matters to well, him. I don't know. Clearly they didn't because... Ultimately they didn't, yeah. L.A. got five fucking yellow cards for dissent. I guess, but, you know, oh. they're from California. What are you going to yeah. do? Um, I don't want to. I want to talk too much about it, but my what the fuck moment was definitely Husidic breaking his leg on the turf. We talked about the turf. Shorthand for it is grass is good, good turf is okay, and bad turf is bad. That's the only thing I can say about it. Yeah, fair. So let's get on with the official scorecard. You're rating the match official. Uh, C minus nothing. I have nothing else to add to that. <laughs> okay. We talked about a lot of it. Literally. The handball. It was an obvious handball. Yeah. Uh, uh, on TV, they're saying, hey, good no call. You don't stop things for that. It was clearly unintentional. But hand wasn't way away from his body, but clearly took a hard bounce off his arm, too. So, you know, I think give it, not give it, I think it would have been in the right either way there. Uh, for me, I, I think that a better test is all those yellows I talked about for extracurriculars. Either you're being too much of a hard ass about the topic or you've already lost the game by that point that that kind of extracurricular is already happening. So neither of those are good outcomes. I tend to be very wary of somebody giving out that many yellows for that kind of shit. Um, I get you're trying to own the game, control the game, make sure that it doesn't get worse after that. I'm still skeptical of that kind of shit. So, Okay. All right. All right. All right. Next, Freddie, I do for the star, the star of the game. Um, well, obviously – Non Minnesota, uh, Brian Rowe. Brian Rowe sure. absolutely kept LA Galaxy in this game. He had fingertip saves on both Ramirez and Ibarra. Um, he was absolutely like un like unimpenetrable um, for most of the game, and so he's like my star of the game in terms like terms of uh, Minnesota, like Ibsen. Ibsen also killed it. So absolutely, and he's he and, and the fact that he Ibsen is tracking back on defense, absolutely like just blows my fucking he's everywhere. mind. He's everywhere because we've had Ibsen for two years and Ibsen has never fucking tracked back on defense. We'd and he's doing it now, and I'm like, oh, th this is the kind of player you could have been for two years. Yeah, maybe we have some more silverware I'm, 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 in the I'm like, cabinet. I'm really I'm like hateful, but I'm also I understand. So. Ibsen was great. He was, yeah. he was uh, for me, the best player on the pitch. I liked Rowe. Obviously, the numbers don't lie. I mean, he uh, there was a lot of offense for Minnesota and not a lot of goals. 
Um, that said, I, I think you hardly did cartwheels either. Uh, I think there's a lot to say about the quality of the, the attempts that Minnesota's making at times. But Ibsen, he owned possession. Uh, somebody came out with a statistic this week that indicated that, well, we'll get to this in a moment, but that he, uh, we'll talk about it in a moment. I don't really want to get into the statistic, but he was a, a highly utilized player as far as players go. Um, and uh, he has become that connection we talked about for the first five, six games of the season. You and I talked a lot about it. How are we connecting the back to the front? Is it Schuler? Uh, you know, is it going to be Colin nope. Martin just playing more advanced? Nope. Ibsen wasn't in the conversation at the time, and he's become absolutely yep. the guy. His pass map is a goddamn rat's nest, and it's all over, and it's uh, it's good stuff. I'm excited about it. So good on Ibsen. His name is Ibsen. Now, the Freddie uh, Adu Award for the shittiest player of the game. Whom do you have? I got Adrian Heath and Ish Joe May. Adrian Heath. As the and, shittiest player of the and game. And Ish Jomain. I will say, Adrian Heath didn't get a lot done when he stepped onto the pitch. Very he, few touches on the ball. He did not get anything done. Um, honestly, Minnesota played really well in this game. Like, there's, I don't really have any complaints against anybody who played this game. Even even Johan Van Aggs who came in for Dunlady, uh in the 43rd minute or whatever, whenever. No, Van Aggs was fine. Out. Yeah, Van Aggs was fine. Um... Adrian Heath has made some ridiculously bad decisions when it comes to uh, subs. Whether he's actually using his subs or sure. not using his subs, which he used two of his subs today or uh, uh, on Sunday, but not all three. And he subbed off Ramirez. No, he subbed off, sorry, Abara on Sunday when Ibarra seemed to be fine for Ish Jome and I and I love Ish Ish is a, Ish is a, Ish is a good guy um, I, he should be playing in like USL he should have been loaned out getting some like regular minutes with USL teams not sure. not playing uh on the first team. So, do you have any indication of what they're seeing in, in Ish? I think you know, so. They're bringing him on instead of Kadri. I mean, what are they seeing in Joan that I'm uh, I'm not quite seeing? I'm I'm presuming that Kadri and Schuler are both injured. They've been dealing I with Knox. No, I, I, sure. no, I have no idea. Other than that, like if if Kadri okay. and Schuler are not injured and Ish is coming on, that's a that's a fucking problem. That is a huge fucking problem for this team going forward i'd love to talk with them about what the, i mean because ish is even here i'd love to talk about what they saw in him that said this is a guy who could be a great role player for us no, I, so I don't know I, I didn't see that in nasl i here, certainly didn't see it thing, in MLS. i think i think ish could be a good player i think ish needs to spend like a year or two out in get some minutes usl get some minutes play um just like christian Ramirez did in asl like he needs to play some more he can't play for 20 minutes a game and expected to be a contributing factor to this team. And which also leads me to the fact that we have no fucking strikers. We have no, if Dunlady's out for two or three weeks, which he is, mm -hmm. this team has no, this is a team has nobody outside of ish to uh, pack it up, like back up Ramirez right. or Venegas or Molino or Ibarra. Which is a really that's that's. 
a team with team uh, one striker and no number ten we, is we uh, not a great. We traded away. Uh, we traded away a striker for a, a goalkeeper. <laughs> That's gonna come back to haunt us now, right? We get fucking Solberg on it, here. It might be. It God damn it! Yeah. Oh, if only we had. Is anyone still saying that Shuttleworth wasn't a, a goddamn masterstroke in the end? I mean, come on. Um, I, I'll, I'll say Mark Birch. Um, we didn't. So first of all, we, we own possession. We didn't get uh, clobbered by LA. They put in two goals. One was an own goal, and one was a masterstroke by Dos Santos. So fair enough. March Birch. March Birch. God damn it, David. Take Mark. three. Mark Birch. I got confused because his. Because Mark ends with a C, so I kept wanting to... You get it. Okay, never mind. Uh, so, so Roman Alessandrini, I mean, he could be a handful. I think that Birch was okay. He wasn't egregious, but he's clearly the weakest spot on the defense and the spot where I think depth is going to be the key's test for us. Um, Birch either needs to become more involved in the attack in a way that Tison is to provide some sort of counter value, or he needs to, I think, defend better, cover his marks a little bit better than he has. Again, not egregious, not the worst by a long shot, but uh, he's our weak link on the defense. Okay, so uh, we covered the game. It's in the past. It was a loss. I'm sad. Uh, boiling hot tears rolling down my face. Let's talk about other United news, stuff that's going on uh, outside of the pitch. Um, and yeah. Let's, yeah, go ahead. Why don't you just let's, launch into let's, it? Let's, let's launch into it. Um, so Adrian Heath is not suspended for his uh, dalliance into the uh, field uh, in the 49th minute. He tried to sub himself. He thought he had <laughs> used his last sub. He thought he was the sub. Yeah, that's, that's possible. Clearly, he was not, and uh, did not did not help maybe, out. Maybe when uh, American soccer was explained to him when he came over. I mean, it's been a while now, but uh, maybe he still thought it was like uh, back in the day when they actually had like extra time or penalty. penalty. And so he's trying to save a sub for what comes after the regular time in case of a tie, and nobody's told him yet that, you know, right? That's a possibility. It's, it's almost a certainty. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyways, right. uh, uh, so MNUFC, U.S. Open Cup, guess whom we're going to be paired up against? Sprouting Park. Sp Sprouting Park. That's uh, right. Yeah. We got the Sporks for like the eighth year in a row or whatever it is. Um, yeah. it's, so, I get it. So, that's so cool. first thing, obviously, it's meaningful to cut down travel costs for the, the, the lower tier clubs and stuff. I think that's the right move. Cool. The side effect of that for us. I'm doing a jerk off motion right now. What's well, I mean, do you want do you want the crows to go to L.A.? You know, you stopped sure. do, you stopped doing a jerking yourself off motion long ago, and now you're jerking off all kinds <laughs> of other people. Sure, two hand yeah, in it. Absolutely. Okay, whatever. Uh, so it so uh, sucks for us, basically. Yeah. Uh, Stephen uh, Bernasconi of the soccer tour visited Minnesota last week. If you haven't checked out his stuff, you should check his stuff out. It's it's amazing. Um, he came. He he posted a video of the dark clouds. Um, you can actually see. Can you describe get, briefly what the soccer tour is? Soccer. He's basically like just traveling around the country, like visiting soccer places in the United States. It's amazing. Um, he posted a video from the dark clouds where you can actually hear me singing, and then you can actually see me, and my wife, making out on a video that he posted. <laughs> After a goal, because that's how me and my wife get, you know, get busy after a goal is scored. Yeah, so, okay. So, yeah, so there's that. So, please check him out. Soccer, uh, the soccer tour. 
on yeah, Facebook, the, I think. I, I don't even know. <laughs> you can follow him on Twitter at thesoccertour.com, and you can follow him on the interweb at uh, thesoccertour.com. Or no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Twitter is at the soccer tour. The is website okay. is thesoccertour.com. So, God damn it, that was hard to talk about. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was cool to have him here, and good luck to him wherever he goes next. Um, way more complicated stuff. Um, some of the stadium legislation stuff is actually in a bill right now. You know more about that stuff than I do. Why don't you talk about it? Yeah, it's uh, it's in a bill that was passed by the legislature. Has it not been signed by the, the governor? Um, and probably won't be until there's some resolution on that. So, hey, your vague Minnesota movement. legislature is holding you hostage, Minnesota. Cool. Thank you. Call this your fucking legislators. Tell them to stop letting you be or you know stop being held hostage by you. So. Generally positive news, yeah. at least. Um, Abu Dunladi, uh, which by the way, my my chant from Aladdin. I wanted to be something like score a goal, something something. Abu Dunladi. What do you think about that? That's a good. That's good. That's fucking good, isn't it? Good chant. That's a good chant. Yeah, except the middle part. That wasn't very good, but you know the other parts. Yeah, um, the middle part, but yeah. We yeah we we won't be cheer- cheering that for a while because Abu Dunladi's out for a couple of weeks with a groin injury. Um, Taylor Twelman also out with a groin injury after his erect penis erupted through the glass in the booth when he saw that Dos Santos goal. Uh, anyways, Dunlady's going to be out. Probably Venegas as uh, a sub. Venegas probably playing centrally. Molino out right and Ibarra out left if you had to put a gun in my mouth and make me guess. That sounds right. <laughs> Hashtag Twelman tweet. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, Sam Nicholson, you indicated of hearts. You know oh. there's more than one hearts, right? Yeah, there's heart, the, the Scotland hearts. Hearts and, of uh, Minnesotian. But fuck you, uh, the son, who is, <laughs> who is reporting this uh, thing that Sam Nicholson is reportedly uh, linked to Minnesota United FC, um, which I hope is true, but fuck the fucking son. Fuck so. you, son. <laughs> the fucking son. Fuck you, son. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, everyone in the bar is real happy about that outburst. Um, so Sam Nicholson's a left winger. Uh, I no, guess. Stop, stop. Fuck you, son. Fuck you. All no, right. Keep going. Fuck, fuck the SUN. All right. Um, he, uh, plays, he plays for, Sc- for Scotland. It's good he, enough. Fuck you. <laughs> this is great news. Um, I'm going to skip past this Ibsen statistic that's not news, just something I want to talk about. Um, MNUFC hired a PR manager. That's news. We've talked about how the club needs to get uh, uh, integrated in the world a little bit better. This is one step, yeah, right? Uh, Jessica Lopez is her name. She's from ESPN. I don't know that she was affected by all the ESPN layoffs, but that could be part of the job switch there. But that's that's irrelevant. Welcome, Jessica. Uh, you know, uh Grab a bucket and get the water out of the ship. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, uh, la- last bit of news I see, or else there's a page divide here. No, no last bit of news. Ramirez and Calvo. Yeah, yeah. Ramirez and Calvo cracked the top three of the Audi player index this week, only bolstering their opportunity at getting a one year lease on an Audi, which is pretty fucking Wait, grand. So, yeah. Th- where that one gets an Audi, right? Yeah. Okay, so not, not of the week, of the entire year. You win the lease, entire year. You get a one-year year. lease on a car, after okay. which, presumably, you have to turn Wh- it to who, a paid lease. Who of those players do you think more wants a lease of an Audi? <laughs> Even of those two, I don't think either gives a shit. 
Well, I certainly don't think David Villa but, gives a shit. But of those two, like, well, David Villa is of probably, those like, two, he's uh, probably, he's probably, like, the number one. Of those two, <laughs> who do you think actually wants a one-year lease on an Audi? one-year lease on an Audi? Uh, Calvo. All right, fair. I, I don't know. Because he's not from around here. Maybe he doesn't have a fucking car. I don't know. Um, anyways, you know, that's for, to have somebody who put in an own goal um, be literally top of the Audi player index <laughs> indicates that that is a, a metric that is a flawed one. So, uh, okay, let's bury that story in our past. How about that? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, enough laughing. No Ta- laughing. Ta- on, there's no laughing in soccer. Tactical schmackle. Tactical schmackle. David Seller, I think, is, is way in the bag right now. Uh, mm. Let's talk tactical schmackdoll, and this time we're talking about oh. the OC. All right. Ready for the OCs? Yeah, Who's baby. good? Who's good? Why don't you tell me? Um, Obviously, Kyle Aaron's good. Um, don't vomit on my mic. Yeah, he's a... Uh, he spells his name Kyle with a C. Can we point, does, call that out? He does spell his name incorrectly. Huge is, mistake. Which is a... a uh, Classic rookie mistake. Well, bad, he's not a rookie. But. A bad rookie mistake. Um, But he does have seven goals. Um, uh, And he's been the bulk of the OSCSC offense. Um. Kaka obviously like went down early with an injury, but he's been back. Um, he's not been in great form, um, but he's coming back. And you've seen Kaka like Kaka can do some amazing shit still. Like yep. you look at Davia in, in in New York City, like you you don't give Kaka some like space to do shit because he can actually do some shit. Um, Joe Bendik has been great for them. Big Dick Bendik. Yeah. In the past. Recently, not so great. And so that's going to, like, lead into my, oh, they're not doing so well. But what do you (laughs) have for uh, uh, Orlando City for being good? For being good. So so I have have, uh, super similar notes. So Kyle Laren got off to a really hot start, but his hot start was unsustainably so. Uh, he was scoring well above his expected goals rate, and uh, he was also scoring without Kaká early on. Um, and when you've got guys like Matias Perez, uh, Garcia, Giles Barnes, those guys who are supposed to be key contributors, and those guys are ma- making literally, and I've looked at the statistics on that, uh, I think uh, Giles Barnes is making 11 passes a game. Kyle Laren not getting service from the guys from whom he needs to get service, but still scoring those goals is not sustainable. So don't predict Kyle Laren's going to win the Golden Boot necessarily. Um, that said, he can make people look uh, like an idiot on a whim, and so we got to watch out for him. Obviously, Kaká is another strong player. Uh, hasn't totally uh, rounded into form after that injury, but he's still good for one or two instances of making somebody look super foolish. Finally, I'm going to say watch out for Carlos Rivas. Um, unheralded coming in here, but um, he's suddenly been a huge find for Orlando City maybe one of the most important pieces in terms of the Orlando setup so far and again that's for a team from whom you're going to get obvious value from Kaká Giles Barnes was supposed to be one of the guys um, MPG was supposed to be one of the guys and they just uh, have not been but Carlos Rivas little tiny Rivas fucking doing it so good on him so let's let's talk about who sucks then they got good players obviously they're, they're uh, I think third uh, in the east right now but uh, who totally blows well uh Thank you for asking me about that. Yeah, um, yeah, you're welcome. No, I thought good chat. Um, their their defense was once great, and now they are shit. Four goals allowed against New York City last weekend. 
three or no three against uh, N- New York City, uh, four against Houston in in Houston. The Dynamo worked them over up a bunch, um, and that puts them up to seventeen goals. So that I mean that's almost half of them nope. right there. Yeah, twenty goals. Or twenty. I they can't be. What numbers am I looking at? They've conceded 20 goals. Fine. All right. I'm looking yeah. at if I was looking at weak old numbers, um, I don't know. So they've only taken two points out of their last 15. Uh, draws away to San Jose, home against Kansas City, and uh, got housed by NYCFC and Houston. Yep. 3-0 uh, to Houston and 4 nothing or 3 nothing to NYCFC and then 4 nothing to Houston. Well, that New York game was bad. I mean, the scoreline doesn't do them any favors, but just watching the game, it was yeah. not good. Yeah. I mean, you say Carlos Rivas. I'd say Carlos Rivas is a fucking liability for them. Okay. Yeah. You want to take this he's outside? Take, he's taking shots. Yeah. I'll I, take I, a shot right at your fucking face. How I, about that? Fair enough. He's taking shots that he should not be taking, taking. Like, he's taking shots from the midfield that he should not be taking. Well, so. I, I, I don't disagree that it's not Carlos Rivas' job to be taking those shots. His value is elsewhere, and if he is taking the shots, that's probably a problem. But. Yeah, but him apparently taking those shots and his uh, his desire to take those shots uh, is amplified by the fact that his defense is not helping him out at all. It's Florida, man. He's got to nut up. It's all masculinity uh-huh. and fucking alphas, and he's got to do it. He can't that, help himself. I, yeah, Nusserino has basically been kind of crap for the last several weeks, and that has kind of been the downfall of the Orlando uh, defense. So, I don't know. That's kind of where I think sure. their midfield is, has been kind of crap, and that's where I think Minnesota can exploit them. Absolutely. And I'll talk, I'll talk a little bit about that as well here in a minute, but if i got to pick a, a player who sucks. I love the way Fran is by this. such a negative podcast, isn't it? Um, I, I'm going to go with Giles Barnes. I already talked about it. Statistically, looking at 11.5 passes per game from somebody who's playing on the wing of a diamond midfield, that's not fucking adequate. Uh, Dunlady in the right wing was putting up better numbers than that. I, I'm being mean to Dunlady there, I guess. But um, that's not good enough. Um, his, his, uh, his counterpart on the other side, MPG, uh, he's, he's doing about twice as many passes. That's still a low number of passes. So, um they play with the diamond midfield. The wings of the diamond are not as productive as they need to be. Uh, and the, I guess I'm bleeding into the next section here. How does United play them? And that's fine. Um, when you're playing with the diamond midfield, one of the common problems is that you lose um, the ability to clutter the central midfield. You're playing with uh, very wide midfielders who are playing like wingers, but ostensibly filling uh, other roles as well and you it's not an, you, you get past the tip of the diamond which is Kaka playing on number 10 he's not going to track back on defense he is he cannot defend I think his feet would fall off before he did that so instead you've got nothing but acres of space down the middle of the field until you get to uh, a number six defensive midfielder ton of space there and they're not making up for it by production on the wings so uh Burn him down the wings. Get the uh, get our defenders involved in the attack and the buildup because it's less of a liability for them to track back. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the, any problem is going to come from the tip of the diamond and their striker there, uh, and the wings are not uh, non-existent. So that bleeds into the conversation about how does United play them? We know who's good. We know who stinks. How do you think United takes them on? Um, I mean, for me, honestly, uh, so OCSC plays in a... A 4-4-2, which is more or less a 4-3-1-2. With Kaka's in, in front of the front of the midfielders. Um, and I think we need to attack through the midfield. 
Like the midfield is bad. Jonathan Spector. Talking center center midfield. Center midfield. Yeah. Right. Uh, Jonathan Spector has not been great. Um, Donnie Toya has not been great. Um, I think this team needs to uh, continue to press like we have been pressing. Um, control the game like we've controlled the game. Um, and just press through the midfield. And I think that's how we actually like create some chances, create some opportunities. Yeah. Um, other than our um, opinions of Carlos Rivas, I think you and I are like really on the same page here. Um, I talked about with the diamond mid how oftentimes the liability comes in the central midfield. I think it's going to be true here, especially because I, I don't see much in their defensive midfielder either um, uh, from a defensive standpoint. So, so here's my thought. Kaká is going to be your lightning rod on the field other than Kyle Lair and all that. Um, so uh, my opinion you put a guy like Sam Cronin, you mark the death out of Kaká. You don't yeah. let him find an inch of space anywhere, whether he's on the ball or off the ball. And if you can make life hard for him to set up that that perfect pass, and if you can try to win back possession here and there, if you win back possession, first of all, you should hopefully, theoretically, have acres of space in front of you to launch a quick attack. I'm not saying at home we got a counter. That doesn't need to be our foolproof strategy. But you're going to have opportunities for countering just because of the space they're going to afford you. So... So uh, cover Kaká uh, like an absolute shadow. Cronin's probably the guy to do it. Um, get the defenders, our, our, full, our fullbacks, involved in the attack because I don't see as much of a threat of their wingers coming down and really, really hurting us. Again, you can't go overboard. You got, there's always balance in that, but I think we have an opportunity to do it. Um, and they're going to provide the width to allow the, our wingers to come a little bit more centrally. Now you've got our wingers who are playing more centrally. You've got the attack coming up the middle. I think we can be dangerous in the middle that way if our fullbacks can give the width and allow our wingers to uh, uh, create overload situations in the, in the middle of the field. I think we're saying some of the same stuff. So um, do, you think, do you think this is a winnable game? It's at home. Orlando's kind of coming off their hot form now. They've been in a slump. What do you? What's your call for the game? Orlando's been a slump for a while. I think. Uh, yeah, I said I kind of agree with you on most of this stuff. Um, I think Minnesota wins two to one. Well, so I said all that good stuff about how Orlando City is a liability-filled team right now, and now I'm going to say this. Uh, I think two to two draw. Um, I think Orlando's had Orlando hasn't looked great, but they've also had a run of games against Toronto. Houston, Houston can look good uh, <laughs> when they're playing at, at home. home. And it was, yeah, uh, New York at City. Home. Those are those are good teams, okay? But United is not necessarily a good team. So I, I think Orlando can play against a team like Minnesota, but I still think it'll be a high-scoring affair because of the nature of these two teams. So two to two draw, and I'll be praying, praying, uh, accepting Christ in my heart for a better uh, better outcome than that. Okay. Always the pessimist. All right, you now know precisely what's going to happen in the Orlando game. Uh, no question about it. 100% correct predictions here, <laughs> even though our predictions were different than each other's. So let's move on to picks or it didn't happen. Now, we're not going to do you the favor of recapping our last three weeks of picks. Uh, we can give you evidence that they all happened, uh, and our running totals have been kept. Not that anybody cares, but uh, let's talk about just the most recent week. Uh, how did we do in week 12? First of all, Philadelphia beats Houston 2 to nothing. I actually did call that one. Yeah, Philly hasn't scored against Houston in four years, and apparently they scored two. So good, good on you, man. And two years worth. Yeah. Chicago beat Colorado three to nothing. We both picked that. So yeah, midweek Colorado is peak. 
Colorado. God damn it. Uh, Sporting Kansas City thumped Seattle at home uh, three to nothing. We both called that. Yeah, tippers are timpotent on the road. Sorry, Colin. <laughs> I don't even know what that's about. Yeah. Um, this podcast has now become abstract. Uh, Rail Salt Lake actually beat NYCFC at home. None of us saw that coming. Yeah. Uh, NYC's been the best team on the road in the last year of MLS, but apparently Pecky, Wando, and the Rio Tinto are too much for them. <laughs> uh, similar lines, San Jose and Orlando, one to one. You actually called the draw on that one. Seller. I did. Yeah, no, watch this game. I didn't even watch. It may not have been one to one. I don't might, think anybody was there to it, see it, it happen. Might not have been. Yeah. I exactly. think they may, I think MLS yeah. made up a score to keep up appearances. It's, it's possible. Yeah. Uh, Montreal beat Portland four to one. Oh my God, none of us saw that. Oh coming. shit, the Timbers are in a free fall. Um, yeah, good luck, Timbers. Nope. Diego got a red card. Yeah. Good on him. You can't punch people in the face, even lightly. Yeah. Uh, United lost to Chicago. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just said United like it was obvious. Uh, Chicago beat D.C. United one to nothing. We both saw Chicago coming on a winner on that one. Yeah, yeah. huzzah for Chicago. Uh, road win. Well, uh, to be fair, even their home games are road games, technically. Really. That's technically true. Uh, uh, but let's give a let's give a, a – Raising our points to Phil uh, Hamid, who actually kept this game very, very close because it should have been Chicago, like four nothing. And my Washington. my fantasy team felt that. So, yeah. yeah. So there you go. We're we're sincerely raising our glass to Bill Hamid. Yeah. If you're out there listening, and here, I know you are. Here's to you, Bill Hamid. Yeah. Send us your Twitter questions, Bill Hamid. I know you're out there. Uh, let's talk about Seattle RSL Seattle. Coming off the shame of the midweek, uh, beating the lowly Real Salt Lakes one to nothing, we both saw that happening. Yeah, I think Jordan Morris is broken. They need to take him in. Yeah. To the I think, he, uh, I think he's broken, man. Jordan Morris uh, uh, story. Yeah. He's broken. The so so Seattle lost midweek, came back and uh, found some redemption at the end of the week. Vancouver now beat Sporting, who had laid it to Seattle midweek. Now uh, Sporting looks fucking stupid on the weekend. Vancouver wins two to nothing. Neither of us saw that. Moving along. No comment. All right. Moving along. Uh, Philadelphia beat Colorado two to one. We uh, both predicted it, but yeah. how did we predict it? Four on the trot, but it was Colorado. So. Do, you, do you know this is Philadelphia's longest uh, win streak in history? Really? Four games. Longest they've ever had as a friend. Coming off of their longest um, winless <laughs> streak. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Always sunny. Uh, Atlanta so United uh, yeah. beat Houston four to one, and the reason for that is because Houston was playing on the road. They're fucking terrible on the road. <laughs> That's all. It's a fortress at home, though. Yeah. Um, this is a good week for home teams, by the way. Uh, FC Dallas, unfortunately, was one of the few home teams that fucking wasn't real great for, and they lost to San Jose because by one goal. Because San Jose is a fucking terrible team to play. <laughs> they are the antithesis of good soccer. On, on the Jose, road particularly. They play anti-football on the road. San Jose is the antithesis of good soccer. If you are if you want if you are one a person who wants to bash MLS, um just cite ML cite San Jose Earthquakes yep. for all of your fucking things because they're the worst fucking thing about MLS soccer. <laughs> They're the worst fucking thing about United States soccer right now. Period. Uh, they are terrible. They're fucking terrible. <laughs> and they're the worst. And you, you should just 
fucking cite them as your reason for like wanting a fucking transfer. All right, wanting Moving a fucking on, yeah, thing. Pro anyway. for podcasts. <laughs> I think he's on tilt over there. Um, so let's. Uh, I forgot All what right, game I'm, we were on. I'm, I'm done now. I'm done now. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, San Jose is the fucking worst. They're not good. No, uh, they're, no, they're not good, and they're the fucking worst. Uh, the New England Revolution were not televised, and uh, they beat Columbus two to one at home. But I, I did watch this game at. Uh, <laughs> well, you fucking ruined playoffs. my uh, my jazz joke there, but whatever. Oh. Yeah. Well, one person watched this game. <laughs> one per- only one. I, I watched it on but your. But that still log- means it was televised. On your, on your login. Did you really? Yeah. You've been stealing my login, you son yeah. of a bitch. Um, um, it was not good. It was, it was a really terrible game. It was during the day on Sunday. Yeah, I heard that uh, Yella Van Dam had tweeted that uh, New England has the worst turf ever after watching the game. Some. Oh, you should have. Yeah, good on him. Uh, the the Galacticos beat Minnesota United FC two to one. Neither of us called that. We we had predicted better. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, last game of the week, uh, New York City FC beat Orlando in uh, a derby that's kind of been in Orlando's way. New York comes on the road, beats them 3 to nothing. We talked about that a little yeah. bit. Orlando not looking real great right now. Dama Villa is very good at soccer. So. He's played occasionally. And he scored. He got a brace and uh, helped my fantasy team. So <laughs> Good on him, man. Uh, so, so let's, yeah, yeah, let's talk let's running total. So this week was a little bit more favorable for you than me. How'd you do? I, I went 7-9. That's, up, that's respectable. Yeah, that's respectable. Yeah, so I, I'm better than you right now at 1577. <laughs> you are at 1579. So, so I'm two, if this were baseball, I'm two games behind you, really. Right? Yep. Okay. Yep. So uh, basically neck and neck over the long course of the season. So let's talk about what's coming up this week. Uh, people are thirsty for uh, analysis. So we got a midweek game. This uh, Thursday game. It's the uh, what do they call it? The Brimstone. Oh yeah, yeah it's Thursday. But uh, what do they call it? The Brimstone Cup or the fucking the Smoldering Brimstone Ash Cup or something tire like that? Fire Cup. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Uh, that um, would be the fire and the burn. I got the I got the fire uh, and the burn drawing one one. Very exciting. Yeah. yeah. Thr- thrilling call. Uh, I've got the identical call. So one <laughs> is gonna make fun of you. Motherfucker. Yours. All right. Uh, Toronto FC at home against Columbus. Whom do you have? All right, so Toronto lost their winning streak um, at home by drawing. I yep. think they fucking annihilate the crew, three nothing, three nothing. Well, I, I do have them winning, but Columbus Crew is actually a pretty good team. I've got a two to one win for Toronto. Uh, huge, huge rivalry week here. Seattle Sounders playing Portland Timbros. Whom do you have? Uh, the Timbros woes continue. One uh, nothing to Seattle. I think Seattle is just a, a piece away from figuring it all out, uh, similar to how they did last year. Uh, at home, got Seattle winning uh, two to one. Seattle plays on turf, also, by the way. I'll just throw that out there. Uh, Vancouver Whitecaps playing the DC version of the United. So whom do you have? If you can't beat the Tire Fire at home, you probably are not beating Vancouver on the road. Two to one, DC uh, Vancouver uh, Whitecaps. I've got even a more blood-strewn pitch here. I've got a three to nothing win to the Vancouver Ooh, Whitecaps. Yeah. Uh, Watch out for my man, uh, Teixeira, up there. Uh, New York Bread Bowls versus the New England Revolutions will not be televised. Who do you have? So whatever happened to that Russian in The Sopranos? Like, did he just wander off and die? Can or? I tell I've never watched a single episode of The Sopranos. Oh, get the fire. I watch Sopranos we're while I'm listening to Prince. We're, we're, fucking, we're fucking done. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Um, and we're done. They're going to kick us out of this bar. You start yelling profanity. I'm just, I'm, yeah, we, we might be done as friends. Oh, 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 there's um, that, too. Yeah, yeah okay. No. I think Red Bulls win 3-1. to one. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, I've got New England Revolution winning 1 to nothing. Oh, fuck you. Beating, beating oh, the... This is going to be a really... Yeah. Let's go. Long drive home for me and you tonight. Uh, Colorado Rapids hosting Sporting Kansas City's. Whom do you have? Uh, nothing cures your ales like a trip to Marijuana Town and the cheap-ass back line of the Rapids. So, Sporting Kansas City, 2-1. to one. You know, I've got uh, I've got Kansas City's offense having a little bit of extra barbecue sauce stuck between their toes. Uh, only a Kansas City win, one goal to nothing. Colorado, a little bit too much of the dispensary action for them lately this season. Uh, Minnesota United, Orlando City, we already called it. I had a 2-2 draw. You were a little bit more optimistic, 2-1, right? yeah. 2-1. Yeah, 2-1. Uh, <laughs> I got an interesting call here. Rail Salt Lake hosting Philadelphia Union. Um, you knew how, but Rio Tinto has been the death of teams, especially... Those teams coming west. I think uh, RSL wins one nothing. Let me give you a different call. Uh, Philadelphia Union beats Rail Salt Lake seven to nothing. Just because it's it's Philadelphia that's, and it's MLS. That's it. that's aggressive. And Why not? I like that. Why not? It's as likely to happen as anything else. This league is terrible. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> San Jose let's Earthquakes. Let's fucking go, man. Let's fucking go. Strap in, kids. San Jose Earthquakes in LA Galaxy. Um, are the earthquake kind of a rivalry good? down there? Yeah. Right? Are the earthquake good? I don't even know. Is God, is he, good? I don't even know if God herself knows if the earthquake are good. No. Two one earthquake. Uh, actually, I had two to one as well against the Galaxy. Galaxy not good. Uh, don't let the last couple games fool you. There, uh, they still got opportunity. Um, Atlanta United hosting uh, New York City FC. Um. Atlanta is not as good as people think they are, and NYCFC is like Road Warriors, three nothing to NYCFC. Wow! Um, just because it's at home, uh, you know, remember Atlanta at home won what four to one last week. Uh, uh, Miguel Almiron had a hat trick. Uh, I mean, at least yeah, but they lost to uh, DC United at home like two weeks ago. Look, so. uh, uh, small sample size. Uh, 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 Okay. Come into the bathroom. I'll okay. show you my small uh, samples. All right. I got a one-to-one draw. God damn it. Uh, final game of the week, FC Dallas against the uh, Houston Dynamo, the Texas uh, – I don't know. So, so FC Dallas has the Brimstone Cup, and now they've got the uh, – what, what would you call the Houston and FC Dallas thing? The what fucking Who Shot JR Cup or whatever. I don't know. Two well, Texas teams. There's, there's the I-35 Derby, which is encompasses Minnesota. I'm not asking about Minnesota, but what's the, what, what would you name the cup between Dallas and Dynamo? The It's Too Hot Out Cup. Fuck it, Oil Jerk-Off Motion Derby. I don't know. That's perfect. So for the uh, Oil Jerk-Off Motion Derby, FC Dallas to Dynamo, who do you got? Uh, Dallas, obviously. <laughs> me too. Uh, one game loss isn't going to sour I got, me I on got, them. I got, I got Dallas winning 2-0. Okay. I've got, uh, I've got Dallas winning 2-0 as well, so at least we can agree on something. Uh, indulge your fantasy. Let's move on. So we, we, we had some good weeks, I thought. Uh, how did you do this week in fantasy? I did all right. Uh, 110 points. Uh, I'm overall 752 points. Moved up one place to uh, 13th place. It's a respectable place. Yeah, which you did 
Uh, better. So, why don't you talk about how you did? I did great. I had 130 points this week. Most points I've ever had uh, in fantasy. I thought that was real good, up to 780 points. So, I'm about 28 points ahead of you. I moved up two spots to 10th place, and I thought, I fucking owned this week. This is fantastic. Nope. Uh, Brothers Demidov, uh, Anyus Spencer, um, comes in here with 155 points, 25 more than my greatest week ever, which is fucking stupid, and I'm going to stop trying now. Uh, Looney Ruins FC, uh, Melissa. Melissa, you stepping up, girl. Thank you. Uh, she had tied him with 155 points. Awesome to see Looney Ruins FC stepping up. So, Top three. Let's look at the standings here. No surprise. The brothers Damodov, Spencer Anyus, uh has 984 points. Holy cow. Uh, second place, a full 100 points behind him, Costa Rica Loon, Adu. Uh, you're doing well, but, man, it's running away with it. I saw I saw Adu today. How was he? He's good. He didn't really care about uh, this. So. About our podcast or yeah. about fantasy? Well, fantasy or the podcast. Oh. Okay, well, sounds good. I do, you fucker. So fuck you, yeah, all right. Listen to the fucking podcast. Yeah. Is he not hearing this? That's the problem. Yeah. We're preaching to a choir. Villains SV. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's move up into the top three. Moved up into the top three. New to the top three, 866 points. So even, uh, you know, a good week behind uh, Adu could still do it, which is good because it sounds like Adu sucks. So um, congratulations to them. Uh, we got some questions. What are our questions? From our faithful listeners. Oh yeah, we do. <laughs> we really do. Where, where, where the fuck say? Are you not? Say, I've got questions over here. All right, I'll throw out questions. I don't know what your computer's doing. Yeah. Um. So first question. Most of the questions this week are not only not oh, about oh, soccer, sorry, but are sorry. not actually about anything as near as I can tell. All right. I got, I got the questions. Okay. Well. Okay. Go ahead. But why male models? That's from Colin Solberg. That's the first question. Why yeah. male models? Yeah, I don't know. Have you seen some of these males? Have you have you seen Magic Mike? I mean, isn't it obvious? If you if, if you see if you seen the most like most of us who uh, contribute to this website, we are not male models. Role models? Maybe. Dude, I. A P.S. I gotta lose some fucking weight, man. I used to be like an Adonis. I mean, I'm not a big guy, but I used to be super fit, like back in college. A lot of, lot of young ladies and even some young men definitely wanted to have some premarital sex with me. But, god damn it, those days are gone. What right. happened? Yeah, I wrestled uh, my freshman year of college. I wrestled 125 pounds. What happened? Uh, beer. That doesn't help. Yeah. All right. Fuck that question. Um. <laughs> Next question. How was Madison with at Milwaukee Loons and at Mad City DC? That's, well, to me, I think directly, amazing. Of course. It was amazing. You guys should, if you are in a place and you want to have your own dark cloud thing, do it. Fucking do it because you never know when some really awesome dudes will show up and be like, hey, let's fucking party. That but is more true. More importantly, um, those guys are awesome. Thank you, for guys, for like just having a space for fucking Minnesota United and like getting that space secured and all that stuff. And for other future people, like just get that shit space. Just get a yep. place. Yep. 
just get a place. And get your hands dirty, make it happen. Yeah, and and uh, like the dark clouds and the and the teeny will like support you, a hundred percent if you just get up space, just make it happen, and do it. So yeah, yep. And and yeah, I'm I'm super excited for the Milwaukee Madison dark clouds. Um, I think there will be a, uh, a Milwaukee or Wisconsin dark cloud group happening soon that I'll be a part of. I'm only doing be it cool. because my wife is is from Madison or from Wausau, so yeah, that's awesome. cool. So love our Wisconsin fans. Yeah. Um, next, is this a question? Again, it's an abstract week for questions. <laughs> the dirty dancing on TV tonight. Is that a question? No, it, that's just. Me you just made a comment. That's me reminding myself that Dirty Dancing is on TV tonight. Speaking of male models, you ever seen that film? Sweet Christ. Dirty Dancing? I got a big old Taylor Twelman thinking Dirty about Dancing? It. Oh, I made my wife go to Dirty Dancing in the theater when they had like the re-release of Dirty Dancing. I'm a huge Patrick Swayze fan. You know, when they asked the question about ma- male models, my first thought came to uh, Patrick Swayze in that SNL skit with uh, Chris Farley where they're both trying out for Chippendales. Have you seen this? It's only like oh, 30 yeah. years old. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, no, I have. Okay, yeah. This is all really great content, by the way. Uh, <laughs> would you take us to our next question? Oh, so from at uh, the Penguin. Um, are you guys as demoralized as I've been the past few weeks chasing a goal? Only see Jome brought out. Um, kind of, yeah. I mean, so, so here's my thought. First of all, it's not even just his fault for not being great, but we don't have depth at attacking positions, really. So on the one hand, damn it, here comes Jome. On the other hand, wh- wh- who? Who then, other than not making subs, which we constantly berate Heath for? Yeah, I mean, 100% agree. Like, he's he's not, like, Ish should not be playing uh, first team minutes. He should be playing minutes on a second team. Um, but you're right, there's nobody else we could bring in to attack. And that's that's a problem. So like I know Alex Schieferdecker had a, a a piece about how like, oh yeah, the Gold Cup's not gonna leave us that thin. But it actually kinda does leave us thin because this team is actually really fucking thin right now. It's not it's not a even a small blip is a huge blip for a not, team like this. It's not a deep team right now. Sure. And that's the problem. I think that is the issue that um, a lot of Minnesota United fans are butting up against is that it's not it's like okay, well, it's whatever, gold expansion gold. team stuff though, right? I mean, it is, but it's but it's also like we have we have players who are probably going going out on these on loan, you know, uh, on these really awesome uh, things, but they're they're not they're not backed up by anybody, and they're not truly backed up by anybody because they, there is literally nobody to back them up. So I agree. Um, yeah. So the last question 
we had uh, was from Doreen at uh, Goldfish Fibers. Whose question was, uh, how great is that? Which that was, was the question. Which was a question. This has just evolved into bizarre abstraction. A question um, related to my my post about having uh, asking questions, which was, our dumb podcast records in thirty minutes. And that must have been the question. How great is it that our podcast how great is recording? Is that our podcast is recording. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you when I fucking stop recording it and I edit it and see if it's actually it's, releasable. So if it could d- be awful. So Doreen, theoretically great. Yeah. As of us saying these words out loud, great. great. But you know what? If it's not great, you'll never know because we this these words won't see the light of day. All right. Uh, so you can find uh, all of us. At it's not just two Daves, yeah. Davesiknow.com. That's where all of our fucking content lives. That's where we have a really awesome website where we're doing content every goddamn day. We have a you get $100 a click we get from uh, ad revenue. So. Yeah. Do we? Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> yeah. No, did I say $100? I meant <laughs> one cent. Okay. That's how much you'll be getting. Fair enough. Um, you can also find us at TDIKMN on tw- the Twitterverse, at TDIKMN. Um, at offensive underscore loons is where you find Dave. Yep. Uh, at tech is where you find the other Dave. Uh com. We are on all of the uh, all the podcast podcast places. Apps. We're everywhere. So please come find us there. Um, Let yeah. us pray that this podcast and, is going to listen, see the light again, of day, man. If you email me at thedavesiknow.com at gmail.com, I will literally send a letter to somebody on your behalf. You just have to let me know. Did it once? It happened. It was a thing. <laughs> Made it some was, change. It was. It was amazing. We changed we, the world. We, we broke. We broke news. So, <laughs> you want to do that? Go ahead. Knock yourself out. Thanks, okay. buddy. Let's ho- let's hope this all comes out. Uh, we are the Daves. You know this has been the Daves. I know. As you do yours, land here become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Do the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We, we, do it. We uh, do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be we, done. Uh, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't What? <laughs> it's fucking hilarious.